Welcome back to One Giant Podcast. Along with Andy Makowitz, I'm Adam Marbrecht coming to you each and every week talking all things New York football giants. How we doing, Andy? I am good, Adam. I'm excited for the rookie QB duel that's going to be happening today. That's it, man. We come into you here with just two games left on the docket for the New York football giants. This is the the mighty division matchup between uh, the New York football giants and the Washington Redskins. And as you mentioned, this goes back to draft day and choices made by, by both franchises and now seeing two rookie quarterbacks as we welcome Daniel Jones back under center after two weeks off with a high ankle sprain. He comes back in and will be facing off with Dwayne Haskins. And, and certainly this will be what everyone will call the referendum on every choice ever made, right? Of course, it it doesn't matter what happens for the rest of their careers. This will define whether or not it was a good pick to take Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins. Yep, and and obviously uh, the Giants are coming off a victory. We we take a little nod back just to Eli Manning, and it went exactly as you would have scripted it, right? A couple touchdowns, a few interceptions, but ultimately a victory for Eli Manning as he uh, rides off into the sunset there over the Miami Dolphins. And uh, you can talk about him, and then you can also footnote how I have taken the lead in the season series of the One Giant Podcast. Well, well, let's be honest. My, my picks have not been great on the predictions for other games. Sure. You've now taken the lead in the One Giant Podcast race here. Um, I've got two games to get this thing right, so i got to go undefeated to, to take you down. Um, you know, when we talk about Eli Manning, you know, the, the funniest thing is, listen, Eli was, threw for 283, had two touchdowns, had three horrible interceptions. And it didn't matter. None of it mattered. All that mattered was we got to see Eli put the ball up in the air one last time, get a win at Giant Stadium, and have the proper send-off that we all thought he deserved. Yeah, that's, that's all it was, man. And I was doing uh, – we've been highlighting – I'm doing some sports caster platform coverage as well. And I legitimately was talking in real time, watching some of the game. I actually got off of there and just enjoyed the second half of it purely as a spectator. And in the post-game kind of coverage I was doing on it, I got legitimately a little bit sentimental about it. You're just talking about Eli Manning, you know, his last performance in, in the, the quarter. But we've, I said it before, the quarterback that I kind of grew up on as, as a New York Giants fan, it feels like. Um, yeah, that's all you wanted, right? I, think, I mean, that's all that I wanted. I just wanted to see him throw the ball around a few times, put his, raise his hands in the air, and, you know, uh, just feel like the – and even though I know it wasn't maybe the biggest crowd in the world, have the Giants fans that were on hand really just give him a nice send-off. I, I think he, at the very least, deserves that much from the fan base, from the franchise, and, and from the NFL in general. Yeah, and, and uh, some people were, you know, the, the, the negative people on social media were upset about the potential of, of moving down in the draft by winning the game. And those people are the people that are going to get a lump of coal underneath their tree during the holidays <laughs> this year. Because, like, you, th- these are the moments, like, yes, there are always going to be ancillary factors that happen, but I think every true Giant fan can kind of turn around and say, look, we needed to give this guy a proper send-off. He won two, two Super Bowls in dramatic fashion. The least that we could do is have him, you know, get to be able to wave, have his family in, in the suite, and, and kind of put a bow on what has been an, an amazing run for the Giants. Yeah, exactly. And so that – it feels great, and I think down the road here as we get into the off season, that's going to be where uh, Andy and I are going to kind of sit down and probably do just a little bit of a look back on Eli Manning and his career, some of those highlights, those big playoff runs. So that's going to be just some fun stuff 
where we get to dive in and just have a big old bowl of nostalgia together. But until then, uh, it, this was a nice way to go out for Eli Manning. And we certainly, at least on the One Giant podcast, loved seeing every second of it, including the victory for the Giants. Turning our attention to this matchup here, Andy, it's the Washington Redskins and a team that is in a similar position, right? Uh, we think we're going to fire our coach. They went ahead and took care of that a little bit earlier in the year. Young quarterback who, you know, listen, is coming off a game where he threw for uh, 260 plus yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. It seems like he's taking some baby steps forward in Dwayne Haskins, starting to show some improvement. Thoughts in and around this game? Uh, you know, what is your initial perspective on a Washington Redskins team that I think honestly has been playing better football you know wins and losses aside they seem like they're playing a little bit better ball on a week-to-week basis yeah I I think the Redskins have definitely looked better since they've made the court uh the coaching change off of Jay Gruden Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that the Redskins are starting to look semi-competent you know everyone said going into the draft that Dwayne Haskins was going to need a little bit more time. He wasn't necessarily the most pro-ready of, of, of the group. And the last couple of weeks, he's slowly starting to turn it around, eliminate a couple of the huge mistakes that he was prone for You know, in his first couple of starts, especially the one uh, against the New York Giants. You know, Dwayne Haskins came out and said that he, looking back at that game, he's sick to his stomach about how he performed. So, you know, he's already aware of the, some of the development that needs to go on even in season. Uh, and, you know, I'm interested to see how Dwayne Haskins performs the second time around against a Giants defense that is in the bottom five in the league in points against. Uh, you know, we give up a ton of big plays, especially uh, to the tight end position. Uh, I, I'm, 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 my number one matchup is going to see how Dwayne Haskins performs against this Giants secondary. Yeah, and you know what? At a point in the season where we've been talking about it, Giants secondary, uh, you know, Peppers goes down on IR. Julian Love gets into the starting rotation. I think he has shown tremendous upside here in the limited sample size that we're getting. His natural instincts in and around the line of scrimmage and run support, this is a guy that I think Giants fans can be excited about going forward as it took some time to transition him out of college from cornerback into the safety role but certainly looks like it's paying dividends here later in the season. We also have seen DeAndre Baker has started to come around a little bit, right? And this was a hard one for me to battle you on uh, early in the season when he is, you know, and he's still rated low, but when he was getting rated at the bottom of pro football focus in terms of cornerback play, and you really didn't, you weren't even seeing flashes of things that made you feel like he could improve and could develop. Last handful of games, however, though, starting to see him avoid the pass interference penalties, get his head around more often, identify where the ball is, and get his hands in and break them up. Combine that along with the play of Sam Beal on the other side, who's been up and down but developing. This is now a secondary that maybe you feel like, you know, on a game-to-game basis and against, again, some lesser talent, can, can maybe do something for you, though, can maybe have a spark, right? Well. Well, and that's exactly what we need considering we let our best cornerback go um, last week for just some of the off the field issues that um, Janoris Jenkins was bringing in terms of, you know, some, some negative tweets that he was doing towards the fan base Mm -hmm. clearly had no desire to be here, was very excited and said, uh, this is the best news of the day when he found out that he was being released. So you know, we're eliminating while Janoris Jenkins was our most talented cornerback and played the best out of all of our cornerbacks this year. Um, 
like you said, DeAndre Baker has looked actually somewhat competent the last few games. And, um, you know, Julian Love has looked great in, in uh, you know, the safety position. So now it's a time where we're trying to develop young talent and the wins and losses aren't very important. So Janoris Jenkins does not help us accomplish any of that, right? He's a very competent veteran quarterback that probably is not in the long-term plan when we were going to hopefully be better and potentially make a Super Bowl run. So having him on the roster is blocking some of the young players like Ballantyne and Beal and, and, and others from, from really being able to showcase for the next couple of games. And he actually gives us a better chance to win uh, while he's in the lineup. And winning is not the number one priority right now. No, 100%. Yeah, you get, you get a guy like him off the roster. Everybody, you know, you talked about could, you, could we have moved him at the trade deadline. Don't know what was out there in terms of those opportunities. The contract was weighing over top of that. Giants get to make a bit of a PR move and move, move on from him. Funnily enough, he goes to the Saints where he replaces the formerly traded New York football giant, Eli Apple. So. Uh, you know, silver lining. Some people have talked about Eli Apple and, you know, he's been, oh, look at him. He's out there starting for the New Orleans Saints. But by the way, New Orleans Saints were waiting to be able to replace him. Just if you want to kind of, you know, have that footnote when you talk about Dave Gettleman and moves that he's made in his regime, trading some of these pieces away. You got to remember every team is always looking to improve and get better. And even a back end of his, you know, back end, as far as cornerbacks go, uh, veteran knows how to play the position and Janoris Jenkins is an upgrade over an Eli Apple. And that's a little bit, maybe maybe it's a little sour grapes on my part to the, to some of the giants fan base when you talk about those players, but um, yeah, get, get, you know, get, get these guys out of the way, let the youngsters play. And that's where it gets a little bit conflicting for me when you start to talk about what you want to see, because now victories and losses are so, so wrapped inside of these young players that you look at them and you think, well, you know, if Deandre Baker is going to get a pick, to win a game for you, to shut down an offense, that you know, I almost say that maybe then it, maybe it's okay to get that W. Um, I, ha- I have a bit of a big picture question for you, but before we do that, just real quick here. As we know, if you're down in the D.C. area and you want to get yourself in on this game action between the two bottom feeders in the NFC East, you head over to Vivid Seats app. You're going to want to get on there wherever you download your sweet apps, and you can get yourself a beautiful ticket to this game. Check out your seat, the row, the location. Swivel that camera around. Check out what you're going to be looking at there. Probably going to be a little chilly. Going to want to bundle up, but you can get on there right now and automatically be uh, enrolled into the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. It's a mouthful, but I got it out there. Every purchase that you make is going to give you credits back towards the next purchase that you want to make. It's not just sporting events. You can you can take Kelly, get a babysitter, Andy, head into the city, catch a play of some kind if you want to, some big concert action. I'm sure you're going to want to catch Garfunkel if he comes back around on a tour or maybe some, uh, some Led Zeppelin. I know those are your two, those are your two favorite bands, right? Well, my, my wife is really high on Hanson right now, so that's what I would be eyeing down. That makes a ton of sense. Uh, I know your wife. We're very close. I consider her a, a personal friend, lover. And, uh, and that's upsetting to me that, 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 that falls right in line. I bet she wants to, you know, go catch Hanson and then watch friends when she gets home. And we, you know, we don't need to get into the issues that I have in and around that But when it comes to your lovely, beautiful wife, Kelly, uh, the bottom line is Andy, you guys can enjoy those. You can get onto vivid seats app and get those Hanson tickets. You enjoy yourself, friend. Enjoy those as hands and seats. See where you're going to be enjoying that view as you watch those, what I'm guessing are now three brothers in their mid-30s, 
so I'm sure that's fun as they sing Umbop together. But every purchase that you make, by the way, is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. And if I, I said to Andy last time here that I'm not guaranteed a quality Christmas dinner, I feel like I did a disservice. A lot of my family members cook very well, uh, but it doesn't matter. The point is you're getting a guarantee from Vivid Seeds. So don't worry about what I'm eating. I'm going to be okay, happy, fat, and healthy. Go ahead and get over on that Vivid Seats app. Download it today. And when you do so, friends, new users enter that promo code OVERTIME, O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E, at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Good Lord, Hanson. Oh, my God. You're doing an entire podcast. I'm, I'm sorry, Adam. And, and it's VIP or bust. So she, she wants to blow down seats too. So it's going to come. I need the meet and greet. I need my photo taken with them. Yeah, exactly. Oh, good Lord. Okay. Um, let's just try to pivot out of this. Oh, it's such a, you know what though? I will, I don't even want to get, I don't want to spiral here, but I, I have like, sometimes when you're on iTunes, you're flicking around and you just see these bands pop up. I know that Hanson's been putting out music over the years. They've progressed, right? They, they don't they do some other things. They're not just a, a teeny bopper band anymore. I hear that they play a lot of instruments. I don't know. I, I, I will, I will send you the latest and greatest and have you decide on whether or not you'd go see them in concert. Fantastic. Uh, big picture conversation here. So, you know, this matchup, again, I was highlighting about how you got all these young players, you want them to do well. You think about Daniel Jones, right? You want him to play a clean game. You want Saquon Barkley to get another 100-yard rushing game. Um, we think about this draft, and we know that high pick, and everyone's saying, you're gonna, you know, it's going to be Chase Young if you're up there at that number two selection. And I don't knock that in any way, shape, or form. Everyone says he's going to be, you know, he's going to be better than the Boses. He's going to be a game changer and all those things. And I love it. I do at times just I, I think about, though, when you are a team that's developing and you have a lot of positions of need, putting all your eggs into that one basket, I think, can be dangerous, right? It's like saying you get Odell Beckham and we're, you know, what is he going to be for us? You get, even get Saquon Barkley. Oh my God, Saquon Barkley. But right, if you don't have the offensive line, if you don't have the coaching, if you don't have all these things in place, these high-end talents can, can then be wasted at points. It doesn't mean that I still wouldn't want him, but do you think that there's value in getting, in getting wins here for this young team? I'm not saying I want, you know, I'm, I'm on either side of the fence of it here, but would you take the win against Washington if it effectively meant losing out on getting a Chase Young? Uh, that is a really good question, Adam. Good, good job. You kind of put me on the spot here. I, uh, so I, while I understand uh, a Giants fan's desire to tank at the lowest pick humanly possible, you want your young talent to develop together. You want them to look competent. And you want them to feel what it's like to be a winning team. And while, yeah, we ideally would like that to happen over the summer into the preseason and start week one of next year's regular season, it's impossible to say, no, we don't want these players to play well. As a Giants fan, I want to see Valentine Beal. I, I, I want to see Love. I want to see these players look great together in the secondary. I want to see uh, – you know, I want to see Nick Gates be in the, in the game on the offensive yeah. line and, and show what, he, what he's capable of. And I, I kind of think that that is the most important thing over whether or not we get the second or the third pick in the draft. And the reason why I say this is because I don't believe that we're one Chase Young pick away from being, you know, right in the hunt at, at, in the NFC East. I don't, I don't see him as the one component that changes drastically the outcome of next year's season. Uh, we have holes. 
Um, the offensive line, as we have noted before, we have holes potentially at the linebacker position. We have holes all over the field. And so for me, I would rather see the young talent develop and, and look competent. And if that means getting a win, so be it. Rather than what could happen where Baker regresses, um, we realize that Beal is not the answer at cornerback over the next two games. And now all of a sudden we have identified that we have more holes than we thought. And even getting Chase Young won't address that. Yeah. And, and that, you know, it's one of those things that I, I've kind of flip-flopped back and forth about. At certain points in the season, I've gotten pretty pretty low and just been looking to the high draft pick and what that means, even if it meant trading down from it and, and you know, getting draft assets and building this up. But that, that I, I fall in line with you on this where I just feel like down this stretch, again, if it means DeAndre Baker picks a ball off that shuts down the final drive for Washington and that gets us the victory, if it means that, by the way, uh, a top, I believe, he may be the highest-rated rookie, Dexter Lawrence, in that interior defensive line. You know, if he comes up with a big sack and gets this going, if Daniel Jones plays a real, a nice, clean game with no turnovers, no fumbles, and it leads to a victory, I think that there's tremendous value to that for these young players because you, you've even heard it in some of the interviews with Saquon Barkley, right? He's getting tired of losing. He wants to feel victory. He wants to feel like this team is trending in the right direction. And as silly as it may sound against the Dolphins and the Redskins and then maybe the Eagles, if you get a couple of these victories and it helps to make this unit on both sides of the ball feel like we're developing and getting better and we have something that we can build on going into next year, I, I think that there is value in that. Uh, the only, you know, short of it somehow saving Pat Shermer's coaching career uh, is probably the only caveat that I have to that. I don't want to see this turn into Pat Shermer back next season, but you know, even for you, with, with how you felt about James Betcher, right? If the defense is playing well enough, does that all of a sudden mean that James Betcher, you, know, you know, that he's not as bad as maybe we thought? You know, maybe you can build around Pat Shermer and James Betcher in this defense. So there is some caveats inside of this thing. Uh, the, the, the one player that you brought up there that I also – we won't go too deep on pro football focus today, but 79.9 is uh, – Nick Gates pro football focus rating now over 163 offensive snaps with one sack allowed. Uh, you know, this sample size, if he were to get a little more playing time here over these last few, last couple of games, that sample size is big enough to warrant him, him deserving an opportunity to play for and win out. Now he's been playing a guard a, a bit here, but to, he, he deserves an opportunity to play and the right to win at a tackle position in the off season. It was, it was also mentioned that he's the number one offensive line, uh, like, you know, sixth man, if you're talking in the NBA, where if anyone goes out on the offensive line, he's the first one to be plugged in. So, one, that shows his versatility. Two, when he's played, he's looked fantastic. Three, he's a young, undrafted, um, you know, piece of, of the puzzle where you have him relatively cost-controlled, con and if he can solve a problem anywhere across the offensive line – I really, I really want to find a way, not, not necessarily to injury, but to have Nick Gates get a little bit more playing time down the stretch. And if we have to uh, bench someone to see where we're at, I, I think I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's the only issue that I've taken here is that at a certain point, he's coming when injuries have hit, and I understand that. And, and worst case, the Giants do have, like you say, you have a versatile depth player across your entire offensive line, no matter what happens over the course of the offseason and draft. But I do take a little bit of issue with the fact that you haven't seen 
whether you, the, the, to your scenario, you want to swing soldier over to the right side, do it and plug him in a left tackle. You want to sit down Remmers and plug him in a right tackle, do it. I just think at this point, he deserves the opportunity to have those starting role. Now, I, I guess you can say you want to protect him a little bit, right? Because it's everything is so positive around him right now. You wouldn't want him to get burned. But every time that he's come in, he's at least held his own. And I, and I think that's more than enough to say that this is a guy that you have value in. And I think if, if you could have given him, going back to this Dolphins game, if he started the Dolphins, Washington, and the Philly game at, say, at left tackle, you know, say he started left tackle and he was serviceable, right? It would at least move the needle in terms of what you look at in the offseason and how the Giants need to construct things. So um, that, that, it's a beautiful problem to have in terms of wanting to get him some reps. And again, I think that at the very least, the Giants give themselves tremendous depth with a player like this that you at least know going into the offseason, strip all these other pieces away. Remmers is gone. You try to cast off <laughs> soldiers somehow, but then within this group, you know, you have a piece that's very versatile and has already proven on the field that he can be serviceable and strong at, at multiple positions. Yeah. And, and the, the one uh, granular thing we'll do before we get into our, our game predictions here mm-hmm. is, you know, let's, let's talk about the key to, to the franchise, which is Daniel Jones. You know, we have guys like Nick Gates protecting him. We're, we're talking about trying to get someone in there to, to see what he's doing and he's performed well. Um, in terms of Daniel Jones, you know, he had two weeks off, which actually uh, was a smart move by the organization to sit him down and, and say, listen, we want to make sure that you're completely healthy. We're not playing for anything. It, it coincided nicely with getting Eli a couple more reps for, for the nostalgia factor. You know, what are you expecting to see from, from Daniel Jones as he makes his way back? Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking about that as well. I think two weeks off is good from an injury standpoint. I think it makes total sense that if he's healthy and ready to get back out there, you put him back out there because he needs the reps, want to see him get better. And I, I'll be very curious to see if over two weeks, because you knew you weren't playing, what have you been able to look at, go back? And, you know, it's kind of like that thing where at the end of the season, you go back and review your tape. Well, now you've had two weeks to kind of do a little review on yourself and have you gleaned anything? I mean, some, some of the obvious stuff about not fumbling it, okay. But what about interceptions? What are you looking at on film and noticing from defenses that maybe you get a chance to make some mini adjustments here down the stretch over these last couple of games and show that some of the you know football IQ that people tout around Daniel Jones as well and say, okay, I made these couple of little adjustments here and you're maybe going to see me throw a little bit of a cleaner game. Maybe you're going to see me uh, be a little bit quicker at throwing the ball away something that I think you know we've highlighted about Eli in his career little gun shy worried about those hits and getting rid of it we've also said Daniel Jones wants to stay in there so badly and make the big throw I think that if I saw him in some of those especially first or second down opportunities just saying okay it's not there and zipping one you know 15 20 yards out of bounds down the sideline that would show me that he's probably gotten back in that film room and seen some things that he can adjust on yeah, and, and it's nice that he's having this comeback against a team like the Washington Redskins. Um, you know, the Redskins secondary is decimated with injuries right now. Um, yeah. and, and that bodes obviously well for Daniel Jones trying to stretch the ball down the field. We've seen Darius Slayton emerge as a, a potential wide receiver one on a, on a bad team, but – you know, would love to see his progression and, and his ability today to be able to get down the, down the field. 
Um, you know, it sounds like Landon Collins will play. Uh, corner Quinton Dunbar will not play for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and their uh, Fabian Moreau for them uh, at cornerback as well is doubtful. So they are depleted in the secondary. And for, for Daniel Jones to have two weeks off to be able to study some game film and go out against a secondary like this and in, in you know, 40, 45-degree weather, I, I, I like his ability to, to put up some big numbers today. You hope so, right? And again, this goes back to expectations. You'd like to see Saquon be able to have another healthy game. And you want, again, a nice clean game from Daniel Jones. You highlighted Darius Slayton in there, has some of that over-the-top action. On our side of things, keeping an eye on a guy like McLaurin, who's shown some, again, big playability from the wide receiver position as well. So there's a couple of things to watch for here as we prepare to dive inside our picks and selections. We'll, We'll Go ahead and get in on where the lines sit and the over-under on this one by letting the people know that we have a new sponsor, Andy. Excellent, Adam. Hit me with it. Today's episode, Andy, is of the One Giant Podcast is brought to you by CBS Sports HQ, good sir. This is the brand new streaming sports news network. It is live 24-7. Friends, that means 24 hours a day, seven days a week, which also means you could say 365, I bet, because uh, you, you can't do every day and every hour if you're not doing every day of the year. And it costs nothing. That is right. It is a sports coverage that's always on and always free. Always, my friends. Some of the things that I've really been enjoying about this is that uh, it gives you a ton of highlights and breakdowns, breaking news in and around all the games. It's a really you know, game-focused kind of sports application that they're doing for you here. And not only are they giving you just news and notes around your rosters and players and who's in and who's out, they're also getting inside of the picks the gambling, gambling lines, the analysis, understanding like which way are things trending? What are we hearing maybe out of Vegas that's moving the needle on some of these over-unders that, that Andy and I talk about here as well? And more than that, I know, Andy, you've been inside of a longstanding fantasy, a fantasy league that you've been a part of. CBS uh, Sports HQ obviously also gives you some of those tips and trends in and around fantasy coverage. Have, are you still battling in that league? You know, it, it would have been nice to to have them as a sponsor earlier so that it would have made some of our, our head-to-head picks and my fantasy season go a little bit better than it did this year, Adam. I, I, will, I will acknowledge that my fantasy, this has been literally one of the worst years that I've ever had in fantasy performance. Two leagues, two disasters, two virtual dumpster fire. So if I had been over on CBS Sports HQ, I could have been using some of their professional insights to help me out there. But also... You get access to all of this great coverage, by the way, the, the, the betting lines, the fantasy coverage, and just news and notes in and around your team completely free. And I don't mean free for a week and then they send you a bill. I don't mean free for a month and then they start cycling you annually. There is no special package you need to order. It's completely and totally free. You don't even need a login. You just get to download CBS Sports app on your phone, on your smart TV, and go ahead and connect to any device and watch CBS Sports HQ. This is no fake debates, just sports for real sports fans at the great price of completely free. You don't even have to log in or sign up for anything. Download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today. And Andy, that's going to go ahead and pivot us. That uh, is our beautiful new sponsor. I think they're lovely people. If they want to send me a hat or a t-shirt, I'm, of course, always available to to kind of prop up the the brand. Nobody nobody likes a free t-shirt more than Adam. That is for sure. Bottom line, I don't like to do laundry. So that's really what it comes down to. A free t-shirt means one less thing that I need to wash. 
Let's get inside these numbers, friend, as we talk about this game here over-under. This will be a fun one to think about. The over-under in this matchup is 41.5 points as the Giants go down to Washington. And the line on this, Andy, do you know what the line is already, or will this be a surprise to you? Well, so I've actually heard that the line has been moving dramatically. So hit me with what the line is right now. Oh, squeeze me. The line right now is pick them. Ooh, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, well, I will tell you first and foremost, I will give you what I think about the over-under. Okay. Yeah, over, I, I had some strong thoughts about that when I first saw it. The over-under is shockingly low. Yeah. I cannot believe with – the Giants secondary being bottom five in the league, the Giants giving up almost 28 points a game, and the Washington Redskins secondary completely decimated with injuries in this game. Daniel Jones coming back in place of Eli, who, for good or for bad, it, you know, is one of those players. I, I look at Jameis Winston as, as another one. Yeah. When the ball is in his hands, both teams have the ability to score on every single play. <laughs> right. Um, so, so, so for me, that is, uh, for anyone listening, my pick of the day, uh, in terms of, of what I think is, is the best bet. If you're going to go lay a couple of shekels down as Adam likes to say. Um, so, so for me, uh, you know, I, I think this game is going to be a little bit more high scoring than, than Vegas does. Um, what are you thinking about the, the line? And, and just for context, the reason why I say it's moving is because this line opened at Washington, uh, I believe minus three and it has moved ever since. Well, you figure, right. We often talk about that neutral site matchup, or if this was in giant stadium, you figure then the giants might be laying a couple of points here. Obviously it started, if it started out with Washington giving three points, maybe these injuries are starting to play a factor in there. Certainly on, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I, you know, for the most part, I think it adds up this kind of being a pick 'em game. Again, you highlighted, right? Injuries on the Washington side of things. Giants defense, we, we like what some players are doing, but we're still a struggling defense. So, you know, you assume it's open for offenses to get some points. And then, again, on the offensive side of things, solid running backs at different end of the spectrum here. But you got AP, obviously, over there. We've got Barkley. You know, they can give some consistent yardage. And then quarterback play that while – Haskins coming off a nice clean one in the loss against Philly. These are two quarterbacks that can also turn it over. So it's like all these factors kind of just knock into each other and then negate. And you, and then you end up sitting there going, okay, I, I you know, it's a toss up. Who's going to, whoever plays the clean game. I mean, that's what, it, to me, that's what it comes down to in most football matchups. And then specifically in this one though, it feels like if Dwayne Haskins is clean and Daniel Jones is clean, then I think you can get maybe even into a barn burner scenario. And you start to look on the defensive side where maybe I would give the giants a slight edge just because we're healthy and some guys are trending in the right direction here, but uh, it, it all adds up, man. And the fact that the line probably shrunk to, again, probably speaks to injuries to me. Yeah. And, and I was at a family holiday party um, last night on long Island and I was kind of teasing out where my prediction was going to be. And I have slept on it and I've gone back and forth. Um, the only thing that I know is for certain is that I believe this is going to be a shootout. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm on board with you there. Save your thought because you're going to go first in this week for, our, for this in-game selection, but let's go outside first here. Let's tease the folks, as they say. That's, that's a showbiz term for tantalize the audience, Andy. Let's go around to our secondary options here because we have a nice head-to-head -head outside of the Giants one that we want to do. You can go ahead and let me know what matchup you're going to take in terms of when we work these over-unders. Previous matchups right now, we know we've done this extended series. I am now up 
4-0 in that because I've beaten Andy on our both of our head-to-head looks. I came so close taking Seattle coming east against Carolina, but they just barely did not cover that six-and-a-half-point spread. You got a little sloppy. Uh, Oakland let you down there oh, on, the, uh, on that 20-16 to debacle, their final home game in Oakland, and they dropped to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They had that game in hand too, Adam. I think it was like 14-3 or 16-3 or whatever, whatever it was, like yeah. late in the fourth quarter. And I'm sitting there saying, I finally got one, got one right here. And, of course, if anyone didn't see that game, it was uh, – the, the the way that it ended was in dramatic fashion, sending uh, the Raiders out of Oakland. So yeah. uh, I I will kick things off. And the game that I like the most today is give me the Indianapolis Colts over the Carolina Panthers. Spread is minus six and a half. The Colts have struggled dramatically in the last few games. Jacoby Brissett has kind of regressed from where he was earlier in the season. Um, but the Carolina Panthers – are on their third or fourth string quarterback. Uh, making his rookie debut is going to be Will Greer on the road. Um, I think that the Colts are a better team uh, than maybe necessarily their record w- would indicate. I think T.Y. Hilton has been banged up. I think Marlon Mack has, has looked a little bit pedestrian. But give me the Colts at home with a competent defense against the rookie QB making his first start on the road. Rookie QB, I think, plays a big factor in that one for sure. Um, I, I like it. I had looked around. I had danced on the, the Atlanta Falcons hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, as a possibility. Uh, but Atlanta, I, I still don't know what I think I think I know about them. <laughs> so uh, the other one that I looked at, and, and I like this, I liked this one a lot. I'm going to go ahead and take the Denver Broncos hosting the Detroit Lions, laying seven at home. That's a heavy line, Adam. Yeah, listen, I just don't think uh, Detroit is bad man like Detroit is is a really bad team and I think that the Denver Broncos defensively have at the very least been been showing you something throughout the course of this season they've been a muddling kind of roster I I don't know I just looked at this one man I saw that line I said a touchdown on the road in you know in Denver indoor team and Detroit Lions going to play outdoors in the elements uh mile high stadium I just yeah I, I just chalked this one up to me uh, it was between that and the Atlanta game. I had a lot of confidence around this Denver Broncos selection. I don't know why. Maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'll be proven wrong here. But that's the one that I'm going to take over under in that game at 38 and a half, by the way. So, you know, I think this is going to be the kind of thing where the Denver Broncos can hold down the Detroit Lions offensively and maybe end up sitting there, you know, looking at, I don't know, you know, a 17 to – 17 to nine game, a 21 to 10 game, you know, something, something in that range there. I think I would take the under on this in the 38 and a half for sure. in that one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Broncos defense. You got to expect them to be able to handle Detroit uh, with a depleted team, especially at quarterback, uh, you know, with Stafford being out. And those are the the one point selections that we make, obviously. And now Andy, the head to head matchup that we're going to pick outside of the Washington giant team, obviously, where are we going here? This makes a lot of sense. I think. (laughs) We're going NFC East for all, almost all the tea in China. We've got the Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. The line right now is Cowboys minus two and a half. Um, I believe it was up to the, the Eagles either plus three or plus three and a half, and people have been betting Philly. Um, Adam, give me what you're thinking. Uh, sir, I, I'll just come right out and say it. I, I'm, I'm calling for Philadelphia Eagles to win this game at home. I think that um, – uh, you know, I know Dallas came off a big victory there. There's obviously some concerns in and around Dak Prescott and that shoulder could be some gamesmanship. I, I wouldn't even care. 
100% healthy. I just think that, man, if you want me to put my money on Carson Wentz or on Dak Prescott, I, I think that Carson Wentz right now is doing for that team exactly what you expect him to do, and that's elevate everyone, move the needle for them. I know that they're beat up. I know their, their defense isn't good. I know that they've been beat up in the wide receiving core as well. I just – this is a gut check one for me. I just think that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to come out. I think maybe the Dallas Cowboys peaked themselves that last game a hair early, and we're going to come down to the wire final game of the season for who gets this division. I mean, it's, it's a tale of two 500 teams uh, losing games that they shouldn't, sometimes looking a little bit inept. Um, I, you know, I, I – in looking at that line and seeing Philadelphia at home, I immediately screamed, oh, my goodness, give me the home team getting points in the division game. Yeah. But as I, as I think about it, Philly has just had some bad losses. You know, they, they lost at the Dolphins in dramatic fashion, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, they barely were able to squeak out a victory against the Giants. They were down two scores at Washington last week and, and finally were able, able to rally. I, you know, I don't know. I just think – with the wide receivers being uh, so uh, hurt with, you know, no Alshon and uh, looking at the Cowboys having an opportunity here to win this week and then win at Washington uh, to be able to, to kind of wrap this thing up. Mm -hmm. uh, I, my heart would say as horrible as it sounds, my heart would say, I just want to see the Cowboys be a train wreck because there were so many expectations on this year. <laughs> but uh, I, I think Dallas goes in there and just finds a way to win. So I'm glad you picked Philly because that gives me an opportunity to try to get right against you in that one. You better believe it, man. Yeah, this could be, you know, we could turn around here and it could be four to three in the, in the outside, uh, outside podcast betting that we've been going through here. Um, but, yes, yeah, so hey, listen, that lays it out there. Uh, I'll be taking Philly. Uh, and we, you know, for this one, we just do straight head-to-head, -head, right? For our head-to-head -head matchup, we don't do the line. I mean, hey, listen, I'll take it, considering I'd be laying two and a half points to you. So that sounds great, Adam. Yeah, we normally do the line, so I'll take those two and a half. <laughs> Moving on here, uh, <laughs> let's get inside now. The, the big matchup of the day, New York Giants traveling down to Washington. Uh, I went ahead and picked there in this head-to-head -head one, so why don't you take the lead on this, Andy? It's a pick'em game, as we mentioned. The over-under at 41 and a half. You've got some shekels down on that, we think. Where, where are you headed? Give me, the, give me the outcome. Give me the score, friend. So as I said last night, I was teasing out which way I was going at this uh, you know holiday uh, event with some of, some of the family, and you know I slept on it, and the more I slept on it, I've, I've come around and I've changed my pick. Mm. Um, yeah, and so last well, night when you were getting a ton of sleep with <laughs> with no interruptions, yes, yeah, it, I was any quiet. Yeah, every every hour and a half that I fell asleep from my my child being <laughs> screaming and fussy last night. I, I continually woke up and said, hmm, that's interesting. Didn't, <laughs> didn't, didn't think about that angle. And, uh, you know, so I will, I will say that yesterday I was fairly confident that I was going to pick the Washington Redskins mm -hmm. um, because I just think that the Redskins at home, they've looked better. Dwayne Haskins has looked more competent. Um, and, and I thought to myself, I'm going to make a pick and I'm going to take Washington. Yeah. Um, but now that I think about Daniel Jones getting two weeks off to prepare, it sounds like he almost could have played last week, but they wanted to give uh, Eli the send off and wanted to make sure to give his ankle another week. Um, with the Redskins secondary as beat up as it is and having a threat like Saquon in the backfield, I am calling now for a Giants victory. 
I think Yo. I think that this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I think the Giants are going to put up significant points. I think this is going to be the most points the Giants have put up since that Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. So I'm 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 getting very bullish as we get closer to game time. Shockingly, it sounds like how I view every Giants game, where you get more and more excited going into the season and into every game. So give me the New York Giants thirty and the Washington Redskins twenty-six. More points, so not more points since the Dolphins game last week, which was their season high at 36 points. Well, but that was with Eli Manning. I meant just for Oh, okay, okay, right, right. Okay, so biggest performance. Okay, sorry. So you called for a 30 to – was that 30-26 you said? 30-26 to game. Okay, so, I mean, listen, 50 (laughs) – calling for 56 points in this one, friends. So he is going well over that over. Um, You know what, man? Not dissimilar. I I went back and forth on this too. It's it's just – it's one of those hard games. Um, uh, you know, I went with my heart in that Dolphins matchup and felt like everything about that pointed to the Giants getting that victory. I do agree with you. I think it's going to be a relatively high-scoring affair. I, I, I tend to go on the side of thinking the Giants can get this victory, but for the sake of keeping this season series interesting, I'm going to take the Washington Redskins in this one. And I'm, like I said, I'm not far off from you in terms of the score line. I'm going to call for a... 31-27, Washington Redskins victory. I think same thing. A lot of points are going to get scored in this one, uh, but I think that the Giants may just come up a little bit short in the avenue, and I think still the turnover, specifically fumble issues, I don't know if you can solve those over two weeks. I think you can learn things from coverages, but I don't know if you can learn how to tuck that loaf away, and I think maybe Daniel Jones still coughs one up here. I, I think I think we're all thinking the same thing. Whether this game was thirty to twenty four or twenty twenty eight to thirty one, uh, you could almost flip a coin on, on who you think is going to come out on top here. I think you're you're right. You know, which of these rookie QBs makes a mistake? Which one, one of the young players on each side of the roster uh, forces a turnover or makes that one big play is really going to decide this one? Um, I just have more faith in Daniel Jones than I do Dwayne Haskins right now, and. Dare I say, I have more faith in our secondary than the third-string backup secondary that there is for the Redskins. So I'm excited to get this thing tied up and, and move on, but I am I am sure that this game is going to be an interesting one for us. Yeah, maybe you're right. 27-21, Giants win. Let's get out of here, buddy. This has been one giant podcast. <laughs> do you, do you want to say it, Andy? Let's go. Big Blue. Hi-ya!